Good morning. I'm Playbook Deputy Editor Zach Stanton. It is Thursday, April 20th, and here are a couple big stories I'm watching today. First, Mifepristone, the most widely used abortion pill in the U.S., will continue to be widely available for at least two more days. The Supreme Court was expected to issue an opinion on this matter by midnight last night, but it turns out that journalists aren't the only ones who blow deadlines, and instead, Justice Samuel Alito extended the stay until Friday. Jumping ahead to 2024 land, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis went to South Carolina yesterday. His PAC is preparing to send out hundreds of thousands of mailers to Republican primary voters in the four early states, uh, that being Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada. While in Florida, his agenda is sort of plowing forward. Uh, The so-called don't say gay rules were expanded yesterday to apply to all grades, K through 12, um, rather than just early years, which is initially what its focus was. And his war with Disney continues to sort of rage. But even as his agenda has wind in its sails and things seem to be going more or less as planned in some of the early states, his status as the top non-Trump candidate in the race no longer seems inevitable. And Florida Republican members of Congress have continued to endorse Trump uh, day after day this week. Meanwhile, Chris Christie, uh, the former New Jersey governor, has been barnstorming this week. He was in D.C. this week. He huddled with top advisors here. Joining me to discuss all of that is the indefatigable Rachel Bade. Rachel, good morning. Good morning, Zach. You sat down with Chris Christie. You've been working the phones to understand what's happening behind the scenes in Christie World. What have you learned? So I sat down with him on Monday because I wanted to pick his brain about this theory he has about how to take down Donald Trump. I mean, the conventional wisdom in Washington recently has been that if you want to beat him in a primary, you basically have to market yourself as Donald Trump, minus the drama, but not criticize him publicly, uh, lest you alienate the Republican base. And Christie has been trying to convince people that that is all wrong and that in order to take down Trump, you have to go directly at him. So I actually requested this interview with him for that, but it turned into an almost hour-long discussion about his deliberations right now as well and whether or not he is going to run. And I walked away from that very much with the impression that he wants to run. Hmm. The one thing keeping him from making this jump right now is a question about whether or not he can actually win. And that's sort of what he's trying to figure out right now as we speak. And we'll be obviously watching that as it develops. And I know he's in New Hampshire today. If we set our focus back to Washington, D.C., though, for the day, for the time being, and if we're looking at what's going to be driving the conversation and it really seems like the thing in the news, the thing that people are talking about is the debt ceiling jockeying the debt ceiling negotiation, especially now that uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy has outlined uh, a Republican proposal. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, he's full steam ahead. He's saying, McCarthy is saying that they're going to have a vote next week on this GOP debt ceiling proposal, which means uh, White House Correspondence Week is ruined for me. <laughs> but no, he, he put out this proposal. It includes, of course, spending cuts, uh, a lot of red meat that Republicans have been talking about. 
And what he's basically trying to do is force President Joe Biden to the negotiating table. Biden, as recently as Tuesday, was talking to Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries saying, we are not going to negotiate. We want a clean debt ceiling and we're not going to go there. And basically what, what McCarthy wants to do is, you know, put this on the table and force them to come up with something, make some sort of a concession to raise a debt ceiling, whether or not that works. I mean, I guess, you know, we'll find out in the coming weeks. It's a first move for him. And he's said that he actually wants to have the vote on this next week. Do you think that he has 218 votes lined up at this point? I mean, he doesn't have it right now. But I have to say, as somebody who covered the previous Republican majority and constantly saw Speaker Paul Ryan scrambling behind the scenes, having to pull some votes at the last minute from the floor because he couldn't get the votes to pass something, I thought the criticism and pushback from people who I thought would be, quite frankly, a a hell no on this bill was a lot less severe. Hmm. Uh, They weren't saying they would back it now, like these conservatives, these moderates, they want to see changes. But the fact that they weren't coming out there this week and saying, I'm never voting for this, I think is actually a pretty good sign for McCarthy. But that being said, he's got a really slim margin. He can only lose four. It's going to be tight. I mean, that was a margin that even Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who's one of the most powerful speakers in modern history, uh, she struggled with a margin that tight. And Kevin McCarthy, you know, it's no secret that he doesn't have the sort of sway that she did as speaker over his members. Rachel, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. And for your schedule today, at 2.30 p.m., President Biden will host a bilateral meeting with Colombian President Gustavo Petro. And White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will hold a briefing at 1 p.m. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, the House is going to meet at 9 a.m. to complete its consideration of the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act of 2023. Some committee hearings you're going to want to pay attention to. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is testifying before a House Appropriations Subcommittee at 10 a.m. While on the Senate side... We have HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge uh, testifying before an Appropriations Subcommittee at 10, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm testifying before the Energy Committee at 10 a.m., and Embattled Labor Secretary nominee Julie Sue testifying before the Senate Help Committee also at 10 a.m. For an expanded schedule of everything happening in D.C. today, and every day for that matter, and for more reporting, check out the newsletter at politico.com playbook. I'm Zach Stanton. Thanks for listening.